Welcome to the 24 Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for 24 on Fox. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And tonight we're covering season whatever, episode 8, uh, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Day 9. Season 9. Yeah. Live another day. What'd you uh, think of this episode? Well, well, at first I didn't think much of it. I thought, oh my god, it's another one of those episodes where nothing happens. But then I got back to the studio and you told me, Oh, there's like two and a half more minutes on the end of this thing that they tricked me out of. So a lot of shit happened at the very, very end. Yeah, or one big shit happened. Yeah, yeah. Um I kind of feel like this episode was a fuck you to the audience. <laughs> Why? And at six thirteen thirty and coming back from the commercial in one of the like, you know, quad screen breakout shots, a doctor literally flipped us off. Okay. For some reason, they've got the doctor. He's adjusting a medical instrument, but he's using his middle finger, and he's just literally flipping the bird <laughs> right up at us on this thing. I was offended. Huh. I was offended on behalf of the entire audience. Uh, I'm sure that's what they were going for. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It. I'm just not impressed by this episode. I don't know. It It felt slightly meandering for for what it was trying to do. Well, I just feel like there's always a point, and I thought maybe we'd avoid that point in a contract, you know, a a, a contracted twelve episode yeah, twenty four yeah. season. But there's always a moment where they grind their gears as they shift, and like, oh shit, this plot needs to get somewhere else. And hold on, it's gonna have some rough road to drive over. We're gonna hit some gravel road yeah. here. Like, do we really have to stick to that whole concept of real time? Yeah. We'd right. really like to skip this drive. There's nothing to do here. <laughs> yeah, or like, or they do stuff like apparently Cat Stark abandoned Winterfell, packed everything up, and got to the new terrorist hideout in about 20 minutes, and completely unpacked up and had everything out and the drones back up. Sure, yeah. Eyebrows is back to being critical. She she was hit by a bus. Uh-huh. Like a, an hour and six minutes ago, rushed to the hospital in a critical condition. They shot her some of Jack Black's special it's speed for shot. For the second or, no, sorry, time. Jack Bauer. The second time she's been woken out of a coma. No, I'm talking about the first talk. time. She was up and running around and in a taxi, and then she oh, gets oh, yeah, to yeah, the, the British version of the CTU, CIA, whatever, uh-huh. and now she's collapsed back in a critical condition. They wake her they up They give her again. another one of the Jack Jack Bauer <laughs> hot shots. But really, this time it could kill her. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and one time I'd like to see a doctor actually take up a stand for his Hippocratic Oath and say, no, I just mm-hmm. can't do it. Say Fuck no. you. You, you. You know, if you think you're the doctor and you know what's good for this patient, you do it. Yeah, so you're going to shoot the guy who can give the shot to her. And, what are you going to do once you shoot me? And seriously, okay, maybe in this crazy world we live in, you can be a CIA officer and escape torturing, you know, ex- escape punishment for torturing suspects. Uh-huh, sure. Can you escape punishment for shooting a doctor in the gut? For m- potentially murdering a doctor. Murdering a doctor for refusing to violate his professional standards and his Hippocratic Oath. I'd, I don't think you can get away that's with what, that. That's what no. I wrote in my notes. It's like, okay, Kate, you pulled a gun on the doctor. What if he says, fuck you, then what? I guess you shoot him. It proves that you're serious to the other two doctors standing there or nurses or whatever they are. Right. And they administer the shot, but you're right. The the fallout from that is you're probably going to jail for murder. I mean, it's not quite as bad as telling a <laughs> kindergartner they have to eat paste and if they refuse pulling a gun on them. But it's similar. It's like, okay, you pulled the gun. If they still refuse, now what? Yeah, you've played your only card. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so. What did you? Uh, I also, man, there's so many things that I thought was funny about this episode. What did you think about poor man's Orlando Bloom? Homeless man's Orlando Bloom. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got shot in the shoulder, and he's treating it kind of like uh, who? Who's the? What's the Family Guy? The guy, the big fat dude on Family Guy. The dad, Peter. Peter. He yeah. treated like Peter when he skinned his knee. He's just basically grabbing it and going, ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh for uh-huh. like you know. And I'm like, it's 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 hilarious. And I feel like that subplot. Benjamin B. Rats, mm-hmm. goon versus poor man's Orlando Bloom was a race to the bottom of incompetence. <laughs> okay, like who is going to be the shittier agent trying to do a job? Yeah, it should definitely be Orlando Bloom because he's he's, he's a desk jockey. He's a technical officer. This guy is a paid assassin. Like he could barely conceal the erection he got when B. Rat sent him out to the field. Sure. It's like, oh boy, oh boy. You're sending me out to the field? Oh. And on his his, his literal first assignment to go do a pickup, he survives getting shot. Which, Mm. by the way, if that goon was worth his salt, that would have been between the eyes and we wouldn't be talking about this. Uh Manages to fall in the water and swim away and completely evade this guy. Um, Gets to drop on him on multiple occasions. I I, I don't know. I I think it was uh, really funny. I just think they spent too much time on it. Like yeah. a good chunk of this episode was devoted to that and they cut right. back to it three or four times. They didn't need that, right. in my opinion. Well if the only point of his plot line was to generate this particular plot, mm-hmm. why reveal B Rat as the mole? The, what, what do you mean? The only fallout from Benjamin Bratt being revealed as one of the moles mm-hmm. is that Orlando Bloom got put out in the field and got shot. Well, now he knows, right? And also like, we know, I guess, Adrian, uh, the poor man's Snowden, uh, I guess he's uh, in play as oh, some yeah, shabby yeah. figure for some big bad that we've only got four episodes left to reveal. Sure, sure. But now uh, poor man's Orlando Bloom knows about the the conspiracy, whatever just, it is. He probably knows about as much as we do. If I have to, I'm going to refer to him throughout the rest of the podcast as P-Mob. Because I can't keep saying poor man's Orlando Bloom. I'm not that good of an enunciator. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's, can we debate some terrorist ethics here? So Sure. Jack got sat down in front of the president, and Jack, the president's like, Jack, I need you to do me a favor. Uh-huh. And Jack Bauer says in a tone of voice that would not be out of place in a sex dungeon, uh, you know, I'll do anything for you, sir. <laughs> like, Why? I, I, you need to blow up a school full of bus, uh, a school bus full of children. No questions asked. You need to go murder <laughs> Mother Teresa. She's a clear and present threat to our national safety. She's already dead. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 it's like so. He's just down. He's got the biggest freedom boner for Uncle Sam. He's down for whatever as long as it involves some kind of office of the United President of the United States. Yeah, I mean they have a history together, and he knows that Heller's a decent guy. He's right. not going to order him to murder a school bus full of children. So, so I and I understand that President Heller basically said, "Okay, I've got Alzheimer's. I'm going to die a horrible, you know, degrading to my humanity death in, sure. in a year anyway. Mm-hmm. Or I wish I'd been dead in a year anyway. Won't remember anybody. I'm, why not? This is kind of like a, a half court or full court basketball shot at the buzzer. If make, it goes, make a in, soccer analogy." Uh, it's a cross the pitch kick with an open goal. Is that a thing? (laughs) Sure. I assume I've seen a little world cup, by the way, Uh 
you can bomb their hospitals. Mm-hmm. You can walk all over their prime ministers. Yep. You fucking blow up their football pitches. <laughs> You've got Great Britain's attention now, fuckers. Sure. It'd be Kat like Stark, you are in trouble. If they were to shut down all the locals or something, they'd be like, no, 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 this is not happening. Tables, all tables were flipped throughout the entire nation. <laughs> they've taken to the streets. They've uh, unbanned I guns. admire that. It's street mob justice. Yeah, I think that's the proper reaction. The soccer hooligans have been unleashed. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't, and, and I, I get that she's like swore on the soul of Ed Stark. That, or Ned Stark, that she's she's not going to, after the president surrenders himself, go ahead and blow up you know everything with the drones anyway. She has promised that. However, her underling looks like he wants the her, drones. That's what I was thinking. Her her son looks like he's going to inevitably betray her. Yes. But it's it's not. It's going to be one of those betrayals because he stayed true to the purpose. You yes. betrayed. Oh, of course. Yeah, you've lost sight of our goal. Yes. I'm is... taking the drones. I'm going to blow up Big Ben. Right. And... None of these people are innocent. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally have seen that coming a mile away. But I'm just saying that it seems ridiculous that they're both trusting each other as honest dealers when they both believe each other is a murderous fiend that would order the death of millions and didn't, or well, thousands or, or innocents with the, and have this irresponsible drone program, or you got a terrorist leader. It, it just, I don't, I, the yeah, moral I mean, calculus I... seems really weird. There's a reason the United States doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Sure. It's because there's no trust. To negotiate, you have to have trust. There's no trust. I feel like there can be trust between those two, though, because they're both dealing with an apparently devastating loss of family, right? Mm. Like, that's the one thing that they have in common that unites them. That's their goal, is to get justice, uh, what they see as justice. I, I don't know that they would mistrust each other when they're both after that goal, but now that they can clearly see that uh her son is not just after justice right or or at least doesn't feel that justice is just killing the president right he feels like justice is using all these drones to kill a whole bunch of people yeah which he needs a talking to because that's exactly why they're in this situation to begin with yeah no no doubt another thing that really suffers from the real time format is anytime they need someone to do something for them under duress or it's out of their nature uh, Jack once again says, we're running out of time. That just happens, <laughs> but it's not just Jack. In this case, the president is asking multiple people to help him die. Mm-hmm. That's something that I feel like would take a little bit of time to persuade, but it's basically, hey, would you do this? Would you do me this last solid? Come mm-hmm. on. Come on. We've been friends for 10 years. Help me die. <laughs> help me die. At the hands of my mortal enemy who's probably going to kill all of London anyway. I mean, it's it's like it took 30 seconds of persuasion. Another good example is Kate. Uh, she takes no brows, wakes her up out of her coma. For one thing, she's up and alert in like three seconds. Sure. I've never come out of a coma, but I've come out of anesthesia, anesthetics, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's probably the same thing. I didn't even know my own name, what age I was. If I was male or female, for a good, it's just so incredibly disorienting. And she's answering questions and giving addresses. And Kate's argument is basically, "Will you tell me, pretty please? I'll be your friend." I mean, that's the level of kind her of, great yeah. interrogation tactics she's using. I, I agree with you. It's it's immediate and it's shocking in its immediacy, but I, they did establish this earlier, right? Like she was trying to prove to this girl that her mother is willing to kill her. Yes. 
and now she has the proof because of the bombing at the hospital. So when this girl wakes up this time, when no brows wake or eyebrows wakes up this time, it's like you you just saw what happened, right? Your right. mom tried to kill you. Why don't you tell me where she is? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I, I buy it a little bit. And there. the fact that she said, like in the span of three sec, she said this incredibly fast thing. It's like, look, I know what it's like to be betrayed. I believe me, I know. Like, sure. What the hell does that even yeah, mean? Yeah, what is... I'm and, lying and, and here. And by the way, bitch, I'm waking up out of a coma. <laughs> yeah. Don't be hitting me with a bunch of personal details that I don't even know. It's like a gesture towards your it, shadowy path. But, but that's the thing, too. It's not details, right? It's no. just like, oh, well, trust me, I know. Trust what, me, I know what it's like Why to be would betrayed. I trust you about that? You, What do I know about you? I had a two-for-one coupon at the frozen yogurt place, and <laughs> it was a day expired, and they wouldn't take it. <laughs> That, that hurt runs deep. Uh, there's there's some more uh, kind of weird stuff in here. Like, I don't know why they let Jack into the same room with the president with a gun. Alone, he's, he's again. He's presumably a terrorist at this uh-huh. point. And yeah, they let I him in like the room f- alone with his gun. I feel like we're a few episodes past that being a what-the-fuck moment. I mean, he's had enough high-level access sure. to the president. Uh, I agree that, yes, he has. But I don't think they would let the vice president in like the Oval Office with the president with a gun. Well, would see, would the entire Secret Service detail be allow, be waved off by the chief of staff? Chief of staff's like, hey, uh, someone's birthday party. We're going to have some cake and ice cream in the conference room. I need you guys uh-huh. to huddle up. And, uh, you know, for like no questions asked, hey, president's fine. He's holed up in his office. Mm-hmm. The F- Secret Service... Would I don't think the president can order that kind of shit. I he think this, they, no, they no. would probably uh, lie to his face and say, "Yeah, we'll back off," and then they would have some fucking dude spray painted green in the rhododendron <laughs> plant in the corner. But uh, they're not going to just vacate the entire premise and let you know some dude sneak him out with a black baseball cap. There's yeah. just no way. No, I, I agree. That's silly. <laughs> but what are you going to do? I mean, do you spend the time going around knocking out all the Secret Service and? then get the president out but it would take uh, forever i just feel like uh, that's the thing um instead of i guess instead of wasting time with orlando bloom storyline and all that maybe mm, do make yeah, this yeah. really cool splinter cell action piece because it's not expensive to shoot mm-hmm. you got Kiefer sutherland going around knocking out a bunch of mooks i'm sure as far as coordinating that and shooting it it wouldn't be that expensive certainly no more expensive than doing shitty cgi to blow up a soccer stadium yep. but um I don't know. I, I felt like that was a missed opportunity. Uh, I do uh, feel. I, I do feel like that the one really good moment was when President Heller came to say goodbye to Audrey, and she had no idea, mm, and yeah, he just yeah. randomly came up with like, the photo. Yeah, weird time the family bond, Dad, and she did the appropriate like. You know, I got to get back to work. Yeah, and then the cats in the cradle and silver spoons started playing, and we as the audience are like, "You're going to hate yourself in about thirty minutes." Sure. And no, I totally saw that coming, and she does. Uh, I yeah, that was really well done. The stuff with Heller and his daughter was yeah. great. I don't. I, I feel like her reaction. Did you? What did you think of her reaction when she found out she confronted the chief of staff, Boudreau? What did you think about her just come kind of coming unhinged and how could you do this to me? Blah blah blah. Does that? Did that feel like it was in her character? I don't really know what her character is anymore. Like, it's been such a long That's time true. since I've seen the old stuff. It's I never op- saw the 7 and 8 stuff. So It's an open question whether the writers understand her character either. Because I just never got that yeah. she was that, you know, if anything, she's sad and grief, sure. 
Um, but she's this is entirely within her old man's character, and you know it's a kind of I, I don't know I just and and also what is the chief of staff supposed to do? Like, no, Mister President, I can't help you. <laughs> well, I she just felt really betrayed that that's her husband and he didn't say anything about her father trying to commit suicide, basically. But, I mean, surely he knows that. And the other thing is, if the president orders you to keep this between yourself and work with Jack Bauer, it's sure. like, what are you going to do? It's like, well, yeah. you know, no, uh, I've got a wife exception to that policy, even and especially as your daughter. I, I get it's a tricky situation. I just felt like it, it was a little out of character for her to do that. And then if they're going to make her lose her mind like that, when Boudreaux's obviously evasive about who he's with at this moment because he doesn't want, I guess, Jack Bauer to get any credit. He's still pissed at him. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I felt like she let that go way too easy, too. Yeah. Well, someone he trusts. Oh, okay. Well, that sure. makes me feel better. My eyes just completely dried up. <laughs> My eyes are the fucking Sahara Desert right now. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought her reaction was pr- pretty standard for what someone would probably do if they found out that their father was on his way to commit suicide uh, and that someone knew and could have told her but didn't. That, that's a big betrayal, I think. All right. Uh, something else I have a question for you. Maybe you caught it. So Agent uh, Bloom, mm-hmm. he's shot. He calls B-Rat for pickup. Yep. P-Mob calls B-Rat. P-Mob calls B-Rat. Uh, when... And then later when he's interrogating the goon, he's like, I know B-Rat's the mole because he's the only one that knew where I was. Did he know that he's the mole before or after he called him? Or did Uh, him calling and that guy instantly coming coming to him, was that what confirmed his suspicion? I think that must have been it because when he calls him, he doesn't play it like he knows. Yeah, he's just like, oh, my God, I've been shot. Yeah, get me out of here. You need to send a tactical team or whatever they they call him. An ambulance. And an ambulance, that'd be nice, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's what tipped him off. Okay, good. Because otherwise, when I originally write, and I, I just think I kind of put two and two together as I was sitting here, I was like, this, is, this guy is, a, is super stupid. If he's like, hey, I think this guy's trying to kill me. Let me give him a call. Let me call him, give him my precise location just to test that theory out. Sure. Uh, oh, what do you know? An assassin showed up. Yep. Must be him. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> I, I also think that... Either P-Mob is a prototype Jack Kate, and I wonder if this thing does good ratings. And I last I checked, it was getting seven, eight million, which seems that's like, pretty good. Seems like it's pretty good for Fox on a Tuesday night, right? Monday night. Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. Yeah, I think it's not bad. Um, do you see uh, Keith or Sutherland bringing this whole apparatus back? It's got to be incredibly expensive. But do you see them trying to launch a Kate P-Mob? 24, junior 24 without division, Jack Bauer without Jack Bauer oh or maybe man. Jack Bauer is in a limited capacity you know he's he's in a much more reduced role maybe he's like the he's... head of he's in the b-rat position <laughs> he's recovering from the previous day and he's in bed and they no, call him on his phone like Benjamin Bratt like, oh, I don't have time I I'm too tired 95% of b-rat scenes have basically been uh him in a single office location, saying a few random lines. He had to get a bulletproof vest out and rush out to the field, I think, once. Sure, to get blown up. Keith or Sutherland could fly in to L.A., film two days' worth of shooting, and then be that coordinator dude and maybe get to go out mm. on one day and kick some ass. And is that enough to hang? And then you got you got uh, Kate from <laughs> Chuck, and you got poor man's Orlando Bloom, 
Is that enough to anchor a reboot of 24? It might be, but I don't know how you get Jack Bauer in that role. Like, how do you keep Jack Bauer in an office? What if he's crippled, like Professor Xavier style? Spine shattered. He's paralyzed below I don't know that that would stop him. (laughs) Like, I'm really not certain about that. Cut off everything below my navel and replace it with robotics. (laughs) You replace it with a pogo stick. I'm running out of time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how you contain Jack Bauer unless, yeah, he's maimed in some way where he can't get in the field <laughs> it, um it's like ironside it becomes like an ironside version of of 24 okay uh so the other thing i noticed is when that little the the, the goon grabbed pulled that little tiny knife and they're struggling for yeah, it yeah. i was just thinking he's like self if i was p mob i think i would redirect that to my shoulder because it's shot anyway. What's it going to get worse? <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be worse. Yeah, and then yeah. I would, you know, I, I assumed he had pull some kind of service weapon. I'd pull him. it and blast him. And as I was thinking those thoughts, that's exactly what happened. I'm like, bravo, P Mob. Yeah, bravo. Yeah, well done. This. That's what I'm thinking. It's like maybe he's a proto Jack. He, he might be. Because he the, might be the first time in the field, and he's defeating assassins. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Quote the, unquote assassins. The D League assassins. Mm-hmm. All the all the top players are already, you know, assistant Catelyn Stark. And then the B yeah, list yeah. is is over there with uh, Merkin Lips and the Russian embassy or whatever. And uh-huh. uh poor man's uh uh Snowden has got the C list. So B Rats has got the the D list talent. Yeah, they've He's really doing the best he can. Kind of ignored a couple of story lines such as for this episode such as anything to do with chloe and her boyfriend overlord they had like one phone call but she was like i'm too busy to talk go away (laughs) oh he's so fucking jealous of jack bauer sure and she's i mean he tried to recruit her back and she blew him off like yeah i still believe in her cause but i'm helping jack now jack's more important yeah yeah go away jack's on the phone uh I feel like she better be able to fuck this guy over at the end. Mm. Because hell hath no fury like a bitch face scorned. <laughs> I, I feel like she needs to rip his face off mm. to make this uh, long, slow betrayal uh, somehow worth it in the end. Okay. I could get behind that. Uh, Which, the other thing that they... Com- why is... It, and also, I, why is Chloe working out of a pub? Why is she getting beers spilled on her laptop and being hit on by drunk uh... businessmen? I, I don't remember. I don't know. I assume maybe that's like their version of our coffee shop stuff. Right. But did, I, if why I know Snowden bugged out and then was it towards the last of last out. season or toward the last of last episode that the MI5 or whatever team was actually in, you know, getting close to smoking them out? I think so. Uh, he calls up this time to say we've got a new location. Okay. So they had been displaced up until this point. Right. I, was just, uh, I can't remember what exactly flushed her out. I don't think it's super important. Uh, but she's got to find a better place than that. Yeah, it's pretty... I don't know how she concentrates in there. The working environment is not, <laughs> not so good. The, the other storyline that they've completely dropped is Merkin Mouth and the chief of staff. Completely dropped that this episode. That's gone nowhere. Well, I feel like it's going to come back. It will, yeah. Because there's a presidential pardon for Jack Bauer... That uh, Bood Bood Boodoo, what's his name? Boodro 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 is yeah. going to gleefully shred probably next episode. <laughs> yeah, I think it's forged anyway, isn't it? 
So, what the hell? Yeah, it just has it just it, 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 the bottom of the president's signature just has his handprint. Uh, so the other thing is, Kate finally notices that P Mob's gone. Um, when the tag team goes and they find a hard drive and they upload it, yeah, upload a hard drive and then they copy it over to Chloe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the bandwidth at that pub must be amazing, and not just the pub, but in the field. I mean, they uploaded that hard drive right out on location. Right. Yeah. I in mean, a matter of seconds. I just think it's one. At some time, when if I ever get back in IT, if this podcast thing ever crashes and fails, I ever get back in IT, I want to just one time slap a hard drive in one of the technicians' hands and say, "Upload this to headquarters." <laughs> And just have him like, the fuck are you what talking about? What does that about? even mean? A file on this hard drive? The whole thing? Do you want me to UPS it? What are you asking? We're running out of time. Yes. We don't have time for shipping. <laughs> do some technical magic. Uh, what else will we... Um... How about... What do we know about presidential transponders? That they're in a president's forearm. Okay. And it smarts when you take them out. But... I- but when you take them out, the wound can be covered by a band-aid that you would put on a child who scraped their knee. Probably, sure. <laughs> I mean, that was a deep incision. He's going to need stitches. He's at least going to need a butterfly uh, bandage. Jack like pu- puts one that you would wrap around your finger on his arm I think it had f- and calls it a day. I think it had Nemo Good and work. Dory from Finding Nemo on him. <laughs> I think it did, Honestly, yeah. or maybe it was Blue's Clues. I- I- I'm or not sure. Snoopy or something. Do you... Uh, I think I feel like the whole point of that scene was to say to the audience, shh, 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 we know this is ridiculous, but hey, we thought of the transponder. Because <laughs> oh I know boy. you internet nerds are going to be like, well, what, uh, about the, I'm sure the president's got some kind of tracking device. It's like, don't, f- we're going to do that. So forget about the how that we've completely waylaid the enormous Secret Service, service detail that the president would be tasked with on foreign mm-hmm. soil. Forget about all that. Just shh, shh, we thought of it, viewer. Yeah. Be lulled to sleep. By our transponder scene, techno babble. Yeah. Um, so, what is the chief? Is, is this chief of staff? Is the Boudreaux game? Is it purely personal at this point? I guess I think that I've almost ruled him out as a real mole. I yeah, think he's just I, an asshole that's got it. That's gunning for Jack, which was a legal enterprise up until this day started and he started forging president signatures. He was a wanted True, yeah. man and trying to give him to the Russians would be a completely sanctioned thing to do. The fact that he's yeah, got a personal yeah. axe grind doesn't change that. Yeah, he it's weird cuz he doesn't even really have a personal axe. It's the he's jealous. It's his wife. Like that's the thing. He wants to keep Jack away from his wife. Uh yeah, I think he's probably jealous of Jack. Uh but he doesn't have anything necessarily against Jack, right? I feel like Audrey has had Jack Bauer. Sure. And as long we as Jack Bauer's sure. as long as Jack Bauer's crotch is out and living in the world, mm. Boudreau is going to be constantly threatened. He sees it in his nightmares. He wakes right. up, Jack's crotch, oh god. Right. Oh, it's just a nightmare. We don't have time to take panties off. <laughs> uh you know, when you've had that level of intense uh extraordinary rendition levels of sex, you you, you can't yeah. go to you can't go to Boudreaux. Commercial break sex, right? Yeah. If, like, once you have Bauer, you can't go to Boudreaux. No, no, no. The fuck a French last name? No fucking way. Uh, so I I don't know. I feel like he's a fairly sympathetic character. Right. And not, not like an evil mole. Right. He's doing shit he's got to do to try to get Jack out of the picture. You know, like forging presidential signatures. But other than that, he's good. 
So Chloe's track uh, is close to cracking the drone feed, uh, but they're out of time. In fact, she's got two of the feeds that she thinks she could uh, have right now, but the one that's actually controlling it is out of her hands. Uh, We get this uh, impending death, grief, bitch face montage that threw you. That's where you're like, oh, episode's over. Sure. Uh, But then we got two minutes of him. It looked like it's funny because it looked like a president about to walk out and give the first pitch or kick or whatever the hell it would be in soccer because he's wearing kind of like the president style windbreaker and a president ball cap. And, you know, he's going out to a sports field. We've seen it a million times. Uh, Another hilarious detail is the drone that can call out a guy's face from a thousand feet in the air and then have a little detail U.S. president. (laughs) <laughs> it's been programmed to recognize the president. I just feel like what what else would it say? Like if it saw me from 2,000 feet, would it be like detail, total asshole, or detail, <laughs> podcaster? You know, does it know everybody's profession, title, all that kind of stuff? It just searches Wikipedia. It's <laughs> done. It Real time does. search. It probably does. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It does, Yeah, so anyway, he gets blown to bits. Boom. It was, it was a big clusterfuck of an explosion. Mm-hmm. And POTUS is gone. Yeah. Catelyn uh, Stark wanted to do it by her own hand, though. She sure. wanted to hit the red button. She missed like four or five times. Yeah. She took out a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. That nobody cares like about. Like four or five more hospitals. She took out that Millennium Wheel, <laughs> the Tower Bridge, which I thought that was fun. They yeah. had these all these like iconic British landmarks that Jack sure. Bauer was steadily flying by. as, And I, I would love to know from... I'm, I'm guessing... That well, because we don't know where he took off from, but I'm guessing all the landmarks he went past are not in a linear path to the oh, stadium. Probably they not. probably just no. like, oh, you know, the Tower Bridge, and here's uh, Big Ben <laughs> and the Buckingham Palace, and sure. But um, I thought they missed a couple golden opportunities. It'd be badass if he had actually flown underneath the Tower Bridge, uh-huh. and it'd be cool if he landed <laughs> on the pitch. Okay. Instead, he landed in the parking lot, which isn't wasn't wasn't as cool. And by the way. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like, Night's Watchman or any kind of guards or security that'd be like, what the fuck? You know, pull up with guns drawn when someone just lands in the middle of the night. Or I guess an <laughs> early evening in, in front of your soccer stadium, there wouldn't be cops to draw attention to. I guess not. Uh, so, President's dead. Yeah. Or is he? We have some interesting... spoil. We have some interesting... Not spoilers. We have some interesting theories. Or is he? Okay. This is not a villa. This is a direct hit from a Hellfire Dude, I'm missile. I'm telling you, this theory, you're going to be eating your words. But run, run. I want I want maximum crow. I mean, is he a hologram out on the pitch? Is he... Jack Bauer's not MacGyver. That's what he I'm saying. He hasn't traded in holograms. Come on. I don't know how you get from drone locked on the president, where we see the president in the middle of the field in Wembley Stadium. We see the field blow up. you got to assume he's out there. All right. From Facebook, Philip Z said uh, of the Natterborn, uh, okay. the Nattercast, said, last time a major character, and he says Tony Alameda, died, quote-unquote died, and they didn't receive their silent clock tribute. So that's when the clock goes to 7 o'clock, but instead of the, it just is silent. Okay. Uh, it turned out to be an elaborate trick to fake their death. Could Heller have done the same? We just hadn't seen the preparation for it, just like we didn't for Tony. There's point A. Point B is... Robert C. says, I think we'll find out that Chloe is able to hack one of the other two modules she mentioned to Jack, and it is the one that controlled the camera feed. She probably looped President Papa standing there while Jack got his old ass off the pitch. 
She just said before they took the field, I've got these two lightly encrypted feeds. I can't get the control feed. That's got to be it, right? I don't know how Heller, in the time it takes for her to stick her hand on that joystick, gets off that field completely. Because we see the field blow up. President Heller is nowhere to be found on the outskirts. That's what I'm saying is I don't think he's I don't think he's anywhere on the field. I wonder if he ever went out on the field. We saw him walk out on the field. He stands okay. there, he takes his glasses off, he looks around at the lights. Okay, but if they hijack the feeds, you know, Jack Bauer needs, what, 15 seconds to get him off the, the pitch? An old man like that can't run off a soccer field Jack in 15 Bauer would, seconds. He will do, it. do anything <laughs> for you, sir. He would, he would sprint uh-huh. him off, cradling him like Throw a baby. Throw him over his shoulder oh, and, yeah. and go, huh? Fireman Kerry, like I said, he'd cradle him like a baby. He'd Yoda him. All right, I mean, I'm not going to rule it out. I, I, again, it sounds plausible, Barely, Phil Robert. I'm completely on board with your theory. I would All not right. be surprised if the president is just dead. Okay, sure. Hey. And I think that's where it's going. But. but I also there's the fact that she said there's these other two feeds that are lightly encrypted, and that's kind of real world based because we talked. I've talked about the fact that terrorists have successfully decoded our live video streams from our drones. Sure. They can't control them and all that, but they've done that, and it's kind of embarrassing to the military. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, let me do some pimping, and we'll get the rest of feedback. Uh, if you like the Twenty Four podcast, the only re- the only reason we're doing it is because uh, we're able to podcast full time, and we would appreciate your support to help continue doing that. And you go to subbable dot com slash bald move. It's a voluntary subscription site where you can exchange cash for our free podcast and get a little something on the side. Get some uh, bald move memorabilia. Uh, you can actually bank up uh, some money to get a phone call with me and Jim. You can commission uh, your own private, personal – well, it's not private. It's public. We release it. But it's your own personal podcast on whatever subject you desire. Go to com slash baldmove. Check it out. If you're shopping on Amazon and you're not using amazon.baldmove.com, for shame, because we're – Jim and I could feel the nickels and pennies trickling out. Yeah. We're bleeding – or hemorrhaging. We're bleeding out like poor man's Orlando Bloom here. <laughs> We need the nickels and pennies in our bloodstream. Uh, please use that link. It costs you nothing and it helps us out trem- tremendously. And if nothing else, if you can spare 30 seconds to rate and review us on iTunes, great way to help us expand the cast and uh, get more support. So thanks for all that. Getting on to the feedback, John Dominic says, I've really been pleased with William Devane's performance as President Grandpa. At times he taps into the sharp, authoritative character he portrayed a decade ago. And other mm-hmm. times he masters the crazy space tear, and you're convinced he just made a duty. <laughs> that is, I gotta it's say, true. I think it's funny, but it's a really, it's a good point. He does have that, like, Secretary of Defense Heller, torture my own fucking son. Uh, sure, he then, did in this episode. He, <laughs> then, he dressed down Jack. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was really pissed. He's using some uh, emotional blackmail on him. Uh, Frack and Toaster said... 24, at least for him, still has the ability to punch you in the gut. I don't remember any moment that brought the whole show to a standstill the way the drone strike did. Fun fact, this is the first time 24 has killed a sitting president. Hmm. David Palmer was killed after he left office, and although Air Force One was shot down in Season 4, the president survived that day. Of course. Also, best assassination by explosion in a football stadium since The Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) Wait, there are others? (laughs) (laughs) Well... You just have to be better than the other guy, right? No, I, I legitimately can't think of another drone strike. Well, I'm saying it's a true <laughs> sentence regardless. It is. It is, 100%. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I wish this whole subplot with Navarro being the mole and working for Chloe's boss would just go away. They've attached no stakes to it except for the life of one annoying character who probably would have died of stupidity anyway. I can only assume he's talking about P-Mob. It's not interesting. It's not something I want to focus on with only four episodes left. Except if they're going to reboot this franchise with Kate, clearing her (laughs) husband's good name is the only way to go forward with that. I, I'm still hanging on to the Chinese angle because they mention it in episode one. Yeah. They say it's a reason why the drones aren't uh, taking a liking to in the, the Chinese Middle connection. East. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we killed the president. There's four episodes to go. When are we going to get a fucking time jump? Can they jump forward? I don't know. I don't think they can. I mean, well, if, maybe if, they if, can if Marga, if, if uh, Kat Stark surrenders... And then her son comes back eight hours later with another scheme. I just, I, I'm hoping that they don't do this hokey thing where on the last episode, with eleven minutes, or with with um, eleven hours and forty five minutes and it's, some seconds, they flash forward a year for another fifteen minutes of Jack Bauer's life, or uh, and it's like some kind of massive yeah. cliffhanger thing, or they jump forward twelve hours. Just for 15 seconds of Jack Bauer getting kidnapped and thrown into a limousine. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That would be kind of bullshit. Yeah. That's not in the spirit of 24. But I could totally see him pulling it. Sure. Uh, John says, uh, don't let anyone tell you differently. Your 24 podcast is outstanding. I love 24 <laughs> for the same reasons you do, and I think your version of the podcast in which you embrace the campiness is the way to go. I don't know about that, John, but I think it's the only way that we personally can go. Sure. We're not going to talk about how uh, – sometimes we like what happens, but we don't go overboard on saying, oh, man, this was so great when it's really not. You know, I want, I, want, I, want, I want 24 to either be badass or be funny. Sure. This was like a funny episode. We've had some badass moments, mm-hmm. but um, it's like Fast and Furious series. Oh, yeah. They got this thing where – you kind of expect a lot of level of cheese, and they get like on a, a more serious show couldn't get away with it. It'd just be mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. Um, he continues, I cannot watch 24 by myself because I have to have someone to talk to about the amazingly ridiculous plots. As an aside, <laughs> I think the HR person from CTU transferred to CIA because we are still hiring all the moles. The bigger than life characters, who wins in a battle to the death, Jack or Lorne Malvo? Let's, mm. let's put a pin in that. And the 24 moments that are just so 24. The podcast is the 24 of all podcasts, and you fellas are the Jack Byers of podcasting. <laughs> Keep torturing us with your podcast, boys. I'm not sure all that's praise, but I'll take it. Which one of us is the mole? <sighs> that's what I want to know, because it's a very well, narrow I know set I'm of not, options. So it must be you. But I'm not, so it must be you. This is, we're playing, what, are we playing Battlestar Galactica now? I think so. Yeah, well, as as a podcast paladin, I will say, no. Uh, who wins in a battle of that, death, Jack or Lorne Malvo? Man, that's a tough one. Uh, I want to see the finale of Fargo before I proclaim. I I watched it in real time last night. I I wasn't able to, no. Ooh. So I I really want to see that before I proclaim. I have a feeling it would be Jack, though, because I've never seen Jack defeated by anything. It's true. And and it seems like Lorne Malvo, you can get the drop on him Mm. every once in a while, like wrenching numbers. Right. But... Yeah, I don't know. Jack it, seems uh That's a good that, there there you go. Is Jack Bauer alone better than Wrench and Numbers together? Oh, certainly. So There's no question. And Malvo narrowly escaped that. Mm, yeah. I got to go so, with Jack B all the way. Okay, I'm with you. Unless unless they're in the American Midwest 
in wintertime. Okay, yeah. Jack has no it's idea like what you he's don't, in you for. You can't fight a shark in the ocean. <laughs> but the ocean's got sure. no chance against the lion Unless in the desert. Unless you're a zombie. So as long as Jack Bauer doesn't go to Minnesota in, in the nine months of the year that it's winter there, yeah. he's going to be safe. Uh, Olga F. said, I want to get in on the ground floor with a nut job theory I haven't heard anywhere else. Why not? So it looks like we have an as, a, yet, as yet unrevealed big bad after all. It's clearly someone smart and organized, someone who has enough of a hold on egomaniac Adrian Cross to make, make him an errand boy or middleman, someone who can frame a CIA operative, someone who can overload a huge technical hijacking scheme or overlord, Someone with a deep grudge against the government, perhaps the most important, someone who can be revealed with less than five episodes to go without completely disorienting the audience <laughs> with a brand new character. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to say, right? It's Chloe fucking O'Brien drops the mic. Jesus. That theory had a little bit more legs until this last episode where Adrian called her and was kind of like, come on, baby, come hack with me. Where'd you go, boo? And she's like, I'm, I'm helping Jack. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I, but I could see twenty four still pulling uh, it off. Man, that's such a hard pill to swallow, though. Right? I mean, Chloe's been with Jack all along. Nina. Nah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Michael said another "what the fuck" episode. Uh, this show is devolved into self parody. Here, are my thoughts: weak sauce moments. It dude checking to see if the safety's on. Sure. Okay. Uh, IT dude calling Navarro to tell you know what I'd do if anyone if, if I had a bad guy at gunpoint and anyone ever fucking it. said yeah I'd just shoot him yeah yeah oh you were wrong safety's right. off right because I don't have to take I don't have to break my sight picture my light is like boom at, yeah. at worst he gets at, at worst I find the safety's on and I can try to get I'm in no worse position than I am now at best I shoot the guy and say shut the fuck up yeah I, I, in that scenario you ask what would Jack Bauer do and sure. that's exactly what Jack Bauer would do. Uh, the number of cars at a fully lighted Wembley Stadium, I don't get that one because I wasn't sure if there was a bunch of cars or not cars or if that's a British thing or not. I don't I don't get that reference. In the parking lot? I have no idea. Yeah, me either. Uh, not so many cars that they couldn't land a helicopter. What I'm saying is, like, <laughs> were there too many cars? Were there not enough cars? I didn't even notice cars. Uh, Audrey slapped to the face the ease of sneaking out the back door of the U.S. Embassy with the President of the United States and Heller's baseball cap disguise. Mm-hmm. It should have said world's best grandpa on it. <laughs> Great moments. Explosion at Wimbledon Stadium. Uh, it says Grandpa One. <laughs> <laughs> Depends one. Who is that? Geritrol one. Geritrol one. Yeah. Uh, we need more Chloe O'Brien anytime, preferably using a taser. I'm wondering if the last four episodes will reveal a high level government official as the person orchestrating the attacks. Higher than the president or the chief of staff? I mean, Who's higher than the president? Uh, what's his face? The comedian from Brit from the British oh, government. Oh, the prime minister. Ooh, it's the prime minister. Uh, what is his name? I can't think of his name. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Yeah. What if he actually Great Britain MI five revealed intelligence that the president was off his rocker, and they this is actually a secret coup <laughs> that our old brothers from a different continental mother have pulled over on us so he wants london to be attacked by the it's 1812 drones. all over again god damn it so that he can pin it all on the president and get the program shut down yeah. or the president ousted it's so or neat. yeah he predicted this all oh god strings. it's not neat though it's killing your own civilians in hey, order to sh- you know you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet <laughs> jesus glad uh, you're not in government <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, he said uh, he agrees with me. The president's pardon will never see the light of day as Mark will shred it. Jack will find himself on a slow boat to a gulag. Now, that's it. That's all the face feedback we got. Several ways you can get it to us. 24 at baldmove.com. You can go to our live show threads on facebook.com slash baldmove uh, or get in uh, comment on our podcast when we post it. Uh, you can also, also tweet stuff at Jim at baldmove. That's it. Speaking of dropping a mic, we're dropping a mic. We're out. All right. Sounds good. We'll, of course, be back next week after the episode uh, on Tuesday. and Or Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. That's when we do these things. That's what today is. Yep. Uh, until then, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See ya.